When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Again, friends, welcome into Gamecock Central Radio. Emerson Phillips joined by Gamecock Central staff writer Colin Taylor for a look at the Gamecock defense today. Counting down the days until kickoff. We're just over, well, five, it's about five and a half weeks until kickoff now for South Carolina and North Carolina State. That game will take place in Charlotte. Three o'clock kickoff on Saturday, September the 2nd. And Colin, uh, you know, coming into 2017, I think the number one question surrounding Gamecock football is who's going to bring pass rush this year? The Gamecocks have not had a good pass rush since the days of the great Jadavion Clowney, and the pass rush was not very good much of the year last year. Now, South Carolina did start you know, a young group on the defensive line last year, and they're going to have a pretty young flavor again this year. But there, there is some talent and some experience back on the defensive line, so we're going to talk about the defense today. Let's start with D-line. Colin, what reason is there to believe that the Gamecock pass rush can improve this year? Will Muschamp has made that his moniker over the past year or so, trying to you know, tell pass rushers that they need to come to South Carolina, that they're going to be used immediately. I think he, that was one of the, the things he said after that Clemson game when they lost uh, pretty big, that, you know, pass rushers we need you to come to South Carolina and we need you to you know come and change this because the defensive line just didn't get it done last year in terms of pass rush they ranked uh, 12th in the SEC with a uh, 21 sacks total last year which is just over uh just over a sack a game roughly about 1.6 sacks per game um and they just they they couldn't get to the quarterback with enough consistency it seemed like they'd have one great game where they did, you know, got to the quarterback consistently, and then others where they just they couldn't find a, a rhythm off it or defensively. Uh, but they they do return some guys. Uh, Dante Sawyer, the guy that's all time last year, Taylor Stallworth, uh, Ulrich Jones. The, all three of those are seniors. Um, and Will Muschamp said uh, SEC Media Days that he challenged those three guys, uh, Sawyer, Stallworth, and Jones, um, to to play better this year because they need them a lot in terms of run stopping and pass rush. Uh, and then you have DJ Wong, who's listed as the uh, the starter at defensive end opposite Sawyer, um, who who played really well last year in uh, almost every game. Uh, he's 6'4", 251, uh, showed flashes of what he could become uh, in his career. And he's a, he's a speedy kind of defensive end. He's able to rush the passer on occasion, showed that he could potentially do that. And uh, I think that they have a good crop of defensive linemen returning that if they continue to develop um, – could better that pass rush that was near the, the worst in the SEC last year. Colin, talk to us about freshmen on the Gamecock defensive line that could play. You know, every time I talk about freshmen and the possibility of, of freshmen playing going into a football season, and this is year in and year out, 
I go back to a radio interview I did with Ellis Johnson. It must have been 10 years ago. I was talking to him about uh, certain you know, players on defense that might be able to contribute and asking him about freshmen. He was the Gamecock defensive coordinator at the time, and he said, we do not rely on freshmen to solve SEC problems. <laughs> and the Gamecocks have got some SEC problems right now on defense. Let's be candid. So let's talk about Brad Johnson out of Pendleton. Does he play substantially this year? And who else, uh, part of this incoming freshman class, could help out on the D-line? Brad Johnson's obviously a guy that the coaches and uh, most fans are expecting to have uh, a good year. He could, I think he works his way into the defensive line rotation, maybe not start right away, but you know, get some time early on and hopefully makes an impact for him to stay in the lineup. Um, he's a guy that I think the coaches have high hopes for. Um, he's really, really highly touted coming out of high school. And, and he's just a really good, from every indication, a really, really good football player, really, really physical, um, enjoys playing the game, which Muschamp talks about as, you know, someone that that's the guy, the guy he likes, the guy that's not afraid of contact, the guy that wants to go out there and play. Uh, was a three-star kid, uh, three-star recruit coming out of high school, um, in-state product. And I think that he's going to have a pretty big year. Um, another guy that I think is going to see some playing time, not listed on the two deep, deep depth chart heading into preseason camp, but, uh, Javon Kinlaw, um, he's not necessarily a freshman. He's a junior college transfer coming in, but, uh, was originally committed to South Carolina out of high school, uh, came to South Carolina by, you know, through junior college. And he, he's just big. He's a, he's a big defensive tackle that I think can clog up some offensive line gaps and give way for maybe, you know, the defensive ends and other defensive tackles along with the linebackers to rush the passer, stop the run, things like that. But I think he's a guy, uh, was a three-star kid coming out of high school, um, is a guy that can potentially make a difference. Is just a big body on that defensive line that could also pick up a lot of uh, sacks and you know, a lot of grit plays and nasty plays and, in, at the line of scrimmage there. So I think those are the two guys that I will look out for on the defensive line. Boy, just 21 sacks a year ago. You said 12th in the SEC, only 14 teams mm-hmm. in the league. So plenty of room for improvement there. Colin, how much of it is scheme and how much of it is just finding more disruptive forces on the defensive line? Well, I think it, a lot of it has to do with bringing in the talent that really fits Will Muschamp and you know, T-Rob's defensive scheme that they want guys that are, are going to be athletic, enough to rush the passer and make plays in the open field in terms of screen plays and whatnot. But they also want guys that are big and you know strong that can kind of push back these 6'6", you 280, know, 320 pound offensive linemen in the SEC too. So, you know, Will Mustang talked a lot about that uh, at SEC Media Days. He mentioned a lot of, you know, tailoring his defensive scheme to the, the players he has on defense. Um, so I think that through the first little part, you might not see as effective a pass rush just trying to figure out what they have. But uh, it, I think it, a lot of it has to do with talent and finding the players that are going to fit maybe you know his scheme better in terms of what he wants to do defensively. Colin, we look at the Gamecock defense, and as, as we're looking at the depth chart here, you know it seems like linebacker is probably the strength of this unit. You couple the return of Sky Moore with the return of Bryson Allen Williams, and the Gamecocks have got two terrific linebackers right there. But I have a couple of questions for you. Number one, is Sky Moore healthy? We know he's going to play, Colin, but 
Is there any reason to believe that he might not be able to play up to the level that he did prior to the neck injury that forced him to sit out a year ago? This is an all-SEC linebacker. We know Sky Moore can play. I would say one of the best pass coverage linebackers in the country before he was hurt. But how is the injury and sitting out last year going to affect him? Do you even really have an answer for that question? Do we even know at this point how he'll be affected by that? And beyond these two, Colin, I don't see much depth at linebacker for the Gamecocks. With Sky, I mean, fans know that he's going to be really good. And I think the obvious, the obvious question, like you said, is can he shake off playing for a year and hit the ground running and play like he did before his injury, um, which was, you know, like you said, an all-SEC linebacker. He was you know, phenomenal the year before he got injured. Uh, so I think, you know, if he comes back and shakes off that rust, then he's going to be, you know, one of the best linebackers. That that linebacking core is going to be one of the best in the conference and maybe even in the country. Um, and, you know, going off that, there's Bryson Allen Williams, who uh, is, you know, was one of the best linebackers in the SEC last year. Um, and he wasn't really working with a lot of, you know, big-name talent like Sky Moore. Uh, and I think that, you know, Sky, you know, both are listed as the, uh, outside linebackers, and I think that really gives them a lot of freedom to not only stop the run and cover pl- players, but also contribute in the pass rush as well. I know Will Muschamp um, talked about using Bryson Allen Williams more in that kind of pass rush uh, capacity, to where he's used as you know coming off the edge on blitzes and maybe in that you know weird buck position that they install. And um, like you said, you know, going back, they they really don't have a lot of depth. Uh, after that, uh, Sky Moore is actually listed on the two deep depth chart behind uh, T.J. Brunson, the middle linebacker. You know, I think that there's a lot of questions of if one of these guys goes down, or who's going to step up, or who's going to be in this rotation at linebacker. Um, another guy that I know much chance excited about is Brunson, um, local kid, um, played his high school ball in Columbia, played a lot uh, his freshman year. He's a rising sophomore. Played a lot of freshman year, not as a starter, but kind of in that rotation of linebackers. Um, and Muschamp said the biggest develop, uh, biggest leap in development between year one and year two. And uh, he Muschamp has all the faith in the world that TJ Brunson is going to be a, a middle linebacker in the SEC and just a, a really good kind of calming presence between Moore and Bryson Allen Williams um, to kind of hold down the fort in the middle to let them kind of go and make plays on you know in the flat and on the outskirts where he's kind of holding things down in the middle. So, um, but other than that, there's really not a whole lot uh, at linebacker. Um, I think once we get into camp and kind of see who's taking reps with the number twos and who's really working there, then, then we'll see kind of who's going to elevate themselves into the conversation for the, to play in the, the, the linebacker rotation. But right now we really just don't know who's behind your Bryson Allen, T.J. Brunson, and Sky Moore at linebacker. Yeah, T.J. Brunson, a local product. You mentioned he's from Columbia, played at Richland Northeast High School, and I think a fan favorite. I think you know, a lot of Gamecock fans very familiar with him uh, because he played high school football in Columbia, and he chose to stay at home, 6'1", 228-pound sophomore, played primarily on special teams a year ago, but has been slated for good things at South Carolina uh, since he signed with the Gamecocks. Uh, a couple of years ago, so we'll keep an eye on T.J. Brunson as well, part of this Gamecock linebacker core that appears to be good at the top but a little bit thin. 
Gamecock Central Radio, Emerson Phillips with Colin Taylor. We're talking about the Gamecock defense here as we are approaching the start of 2017 Gamecock football, and we invite you to download the Gamecock Central Radio app. We've got this phone app that's available on the App Store, and it's on Google Play to subscribe to our podcast. Search for Gamecock Central Radio on iTunes, SoundCloud, and other popular services, or just visit radio.gamecockcentral.com. The app is free. Our podcasts are free. Download the app today. Colin, that brings us to the secondary as we're focusing on the defense today and going down the roster here. You know, I see Jamarcus King back this year. Chris Lamont just back. Uh, the Gamecocks' top two corners from a year ago. Rashad Fenton in there as well. But uh, safety was a concern a year ago. I thought Gamecock safeties did an admirable job last year considering the Gamecocks didn't get – a hell of a lot of pass rush. You mentioned the 21 sacks last year. So talk about the DBs. In terms of the secondary, you're really trusting a lot of guys that they're going to go out, they're going to have a really good offseason. Um, Jamarcus King and Chris Lamont and Rashad Fenton all being those players that you really hope bulked up and got better um, from year one to year two inside of Muschamp's offense or on Muschamp's defense. Uh, that, that's a big thing. But at safety, uh, DJ Smith and Stephen Montag are two guys that are uh, listed as the starters right now, DJ Smith actually led the team in tackles last year with um, 80, and um, which is not a good sign for defense if you're leading tackler as a safety. But he's a guy that is can make plays. He can come up and stop the run when he needs to. I remember that big hit in Tennessee um, when the running back turned the corner and DJ Smith was there um, playing the run and just rocked him. He's a guy that can make plays uh, all over the field. And then Montag is a, a guy that came in a uh, Juco player and really showed signs of being somewhat good and had promise uh, in the secondary. So I think that uh, he's a guy that's going to start at safety, played a little bit at corner last year, um, but I think that he's a guy that is going to help play maybe center field for South Carolina and then let DJ Smith maybe roam around and make plays where he's needed to as, in that kind of free safety role. Uh, with Stephen Montag maybe in that safe safety kind of, you know, last line of defense. Um, and then at corner, Jamarcus King and Rashad Fenton are listed as the uh, number one corners going into this the preseason camp here, which starts up uh, next week. Uh, and I, I think that's going to kind of stay the, the course for a little bit. I think Chris Lamond, obviously, is listed as the number two behind uh, Rashad Fenton. He could see himself into that number one role. Um, uh, either one, Whoever doesn't win the starting job, I think, is that nickel corner for right now. Uh, and I think that if they develop and kind of continue on this course of getting better like they were at the end of last year, then it could be a, a really serviceable secondary that um, makes plays when it needs to and kind of uh, bends but doesn't break necessarily, which is kind of the staple of the staple of last year's uh, defense under Mustang. And I think that's going to be a lot of what you see this year in terms of they give up a lot of yards but maybe not necessarily a lot of points because they they play so well in the red zone and force a lot of turnovers in the red zone and uh, force make make teams kick field goals instead of punching in for touchdowns. Colin, I thought the Stephen Montauk story or situation last year was very interesting. It was intriguing to me because when the Gamecocks opened camp for preseason a year ago, Montauk was not on the team. And he came in, you know, I think it was the first week of preseason camp and – uh, ended up having a really good year. You know, it, it just it showed me, it was a sign to me that Muschamp was concerned about the safety position a year ago and, and the secondary as a whole. He was worried about depth, 
and Montauk was brought in to play, and I thought he played and played admirably. I was very impressed with Stephen Montauk a year ago. You know, maybe not an all-SEC caliber player, but he certainly wasn't expected to be last year, and I thought he did some very positive things for the Gamecock defense, and he was pressed into what I felt like, you know, might have been a difficult situation for a lot of people to step into. So I thought that was interesting in and of itself, just the fact that he didn't come in until the first week of preseason camp, and then he ended up playing a lot last year. So let's talk about Jamias Williams. You know, we talked a little bit about uh, Brad Johnson earlier, incoming freshman who could play, and Jamias Williams was probably the headliner of the Gamecocks 2017 signing class. Uh, Colin, what are the chances that he is a major contributor on defense? And I heard Wes Mitchell on 107.5 The Game, the radio station in Columbia this week, uh, with Bill Gunter. They were talking about he could play some offense as well, and that was a surprise to me. You know, I figured Williams is going to come in and start on defense somewhere, but they indicated that that may not be the case and that his biggest role this year could be on offense. Right, and, you know, Williams is a guy that you went down to the wire on, in terms of picking his decision. The design between, you know, here and Georgia was, you know, committed to South Carolina, but, you know, Georgia made that late push. And I, this was a, a really huge get for Will Muschamp and his defensive staff and offensive staff um, because he is so versatile in terms of what he can and can't do, you know, on the football field. Um, he, he, I think I, I would, I would agree with Wes that maybe his biggest role this year is going to come in, on offense and on special teams. And, um, because, you know, he, he still has to learn the game defensively as a, he's not going to step in and be your number one cornerback right away. Um, he'll, he'll serve in that nickel role probably in terms of rotation, um, as a defensive back. And, uh, but I think they could use him similar to what they used Debo Samuel for last year in terms of, you know, catching these screen and screen passes, these slant routes, and letting him, who's a natural playmaker, make plays with the ball. And I think that he he can do that. And I think if they put him back there to return punts or kickoffs, um, he can make a lot of electrifying plays because he is so fast and he's so hard to bring down because he's so compact in terms of size that he's a guy that could see a lot of time on offense and on special teams this year more so than defense because. You know, the, the more weapons you can put out there on offense, the easier it is for your defense, too. Very interesting. Jamias Williams will certainly be one of the most watched and talked about players as we open preseason camp on July 31st. So we're looking forward to it, counting down the days until kickoff. We'll come back. We haven't really touched on the special teams yet. We previewed offense earlier this week. Today's show about the defense. We're going to get into a whole lot more here on Gamecock Central Radio. Looking forward to 2017 Gamecock football. Colin Taylor, good to have you again here on Gamecock Central Radio, and we'll have you on again very soon. Thanks very much. Absolutely. Looking forward to it. I enjoy it. All right, that's Colin Taylor, and I'm Emerson Phillips, and this is Gamecock Central Radio talking Gamecock football, and we'll do it again soon here on GCR. Thanks for being with us. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. 
No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.